something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Cat Wonders, and this is episode 100. So I ordered some decor from Party City, and it's still not here. <laughs> I gave it an extra day. I was supposed to film yesterday, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it one more day. Still hasn't arrived. So the decor looks the same. Not exactly what I had planned, but hey, I'm discovering new like mosquito bites every minute on my body and it's crazy. Part of the reason for that is that I've been gardening like a madwoman, and because I have such a huge property, mowing the lawn takes about three hours. <laughs> so there's that. And then of course the trimming, we call it weed whacking in Canada, the weed whacker. It's like that thing that, that was pretty good actually, that trims the edges. And then I've got a lot of flowers that I planted this year, um, perennials, but like I had to be very kind of, it takes a long time to plant one plant because you want to bring in other soil and mix some of the native soil in and blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to do it right. Uh, just for the deer to just mow down in the fall. But my plan is to cover them with little burlap sacks, all of my little bushes, all of my little plants, because the deer just doesn't matter what it is. There could be something on fire and the deer would be trying to eat it, okay? <laughs> they stop at nothing. So that sucks, but that's just how it is here in the wilderness. And fruit trees. I transplanted a cherry tree and an apple tree from my last house. I brought them here and they're doing well, but I just know it's going to take one swoop of a bear's paw and um, it'll be completely broken down. So it's a little bit like sometimes you're going backwards with things, but... It makes me feel happy that I have things growing that I put effort into and I can maybe harvest something from something. <laughs> anyway, um, there's construction happening outside. In fact, oh, lumber just arrived, but they can deal with it. So I've got three guys right now working on my garage. And it's funny because they're all, they all look the same. To me, like I'm pretty good at like distinguishing faces. Can you guys hear that? But for some reason, all three of them look very similar. So I cannot remember who's who. So I just refer to them as like, hey, you. <laughs> yeah, can you just, you know, rather than using their names. But that's just a me thing. <laughs> There's, it's funny how like there are certain people that I never recognize and I know them and I know their names, but I, when I like walk past them in the grocery store, I do not say hi because I don't, I don't remember them. Like <laughs> something in my brain, it stops me from like recognizing certain people and they probably think I'm like the rudest bitch in the world, but I mean, I can be, but no, I'm just joking. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's episode 100. I've been thinking about this moment for quite some time. Since I started my podcast, I'm like, oh my God, one day I'm going to get to like 50 episodes and then it's going to be a hundred. And I'm like, now I'm like, I'm here now. And I'm finally comfortable enough to sit down and just start blabbing. A lot of times I don't have a script today. I was like, well, I'll just write some things down. It's going to be a little difficult for me to concentrate over the noise, but I have to keep my window open. Otherwise I'm going to die of heat exhaustion. The odd time, a little breeze will pick up and I'm just like, yes. So I'm wearing a little bikini top underneath my... $100 bill mesh top. I figured it was appropriate for episode 100. <laughs> okay, let's get into concocktails. So today I'm gonna be 
trying out something new, a new cocktail. Don't expect anything too fancy here. <laughs> it's episode 100, but still. I have my handy dandy shaker. I have pineapple juice and I'm not gonna use too much of this because it's just pure sugar. It's like 99% sugar, 1% pineapple. <laughs> uh, not from concentrate, but let's just see how much sugar is in this. 31 grams of sugar in this thing. So we're gonna just have a splash of that. I also picked up Creamsicle Blast Smirnoff Vodka. Smirnoff, Smirnoff, whatever. Um, creamsicle. So this is obviously a liqueur, 30%, uh, but it has sugar in it. So I also have to watch this. So that's why I brought back up. Woo, some real vodka. Um, this, what's the percentage? So this is 40%, this is 30%. So that means that they added an extra how much sugar in here. <laughs> and then for backup too, I've also brought a black cherry Zevia and some raspberries. So it's just a mishmash, really. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm sure all of these flavors will work well together. Um, they're all kind of sweet and tart. Do you ever hear a beat in something like a dishwasher or like a washing machine and it just makes you want to drop it like it's hot? <laughs> I do. Like a truck backing up. Beep, beep. Okay, let's start with Creamsicle Blast. Let me just take a sip of this first. Yes, I did use a bit of this yesterday but I didn't try it on its own. Let me try that one more time. <laughs> Here's like lipstick on the rim of all of my alcohol bottles. <laughs> it's not always my lipstick. It's good. It's actually not too sweet, which is good, but it kind of tastes like an orange liqueur. Let's do about an ounce of that, ounce-ish. And let's do an ounce of this. You know, sometimes I bet I underpour where I'm like, woo, that seems like a lot, but then it's probably not even an ounce. So I'm probably, probably pretty accurate with my measurements. Um, let's do a splash of this. Oh my gosh, you guys, my nails. So I got green tips. <laughs> Green tits, green tips. Can you see? Let's see if it'll focus. I just like the, this color. I was like, do you have like a neon kind of like lime green? And she's like, yes, I do. So I got mine tips in lime green. How summery. And did I know I was going to coordinate like this? No, but the universe. <laughs> the universe just just makes things work out. I don't think my cocktail will match unless this pineapple juice is green. Mm, oh, this is so, so summer, so tropical. Pineapple, like typically, I don't always buy pineapple, but whenever I'm in Mexico or somewhere 
tropical pineapple is like my go-to. It's always so good. My teeth are always killing me at the end of these trips because I'm drinking cocktails with pineapple and eating raw pineapple. I need to like bring Sensodyne just for vacations. Okay, so we'll go like that. Let's give her a shake. Also, I brought my daiquiri glass, even though I'm not making a blended beverage. I'm blending flavors together, so does that count? Um, I didn't bring a straw. So typical of me. But I do have little accessories that match. Let's shake this puppy up. Fifteen hours later. Okay, so how do I do it so that it doesn't run down the rim like that? Oh my god, does my drink match my outfit again? <laughs> does it look neon green? Kind of does. <laughs> oh. All right, and I didn't even make that big of a mess. It's funny, the days that I don't make a mess, I have a napkin, and the days that I do, I don't have anything. It's like the universe. So, before I add, I might not add this black cherry. I'm just gonna see what we got going on here. I'm just adding two raspberries on this little kind of like palm frond type. Actually, there is a plant specifically with this type of leaf. Is it a monstera, monstera plant? I think so. How did I remember that? <laughs> I can never remember things. Um, should just put you in there. Okay, let's give it a shot. Yep, delicious. I am gonna add some of this though, just for volume, because it's pretty boozy. <laughs> Otherwise I'd be filling it with like more sugar or more booze. So let's do some sparkling. Did you guys hear that? It was a glass. Not me. <laughs> I've talked about that before. Where you accidentally do something that creates like a fart noise. And then the somebody looks at you like as if you farted. And then you try to recreate the sound <laughs> with your foot or something or however you made it in the first place. Like, no, I swear it was a... And then it doesn't do it again. You're like, it was really the, and they're like, mm-hmm. Um, or you really do pass some wind and then you get caught and then you try to blame it on something else. <laughs> no, it was just my foot going like this. And then <laughs> you're just exposed. It's best just to own it. It's funny, I was uh, taking like progress photos of my garage and <laughs> I didn't realize like the workers are just doing their thing. And then one of the guys on the roof is like, you caught me picking my nose. I was like, oh shoot, okay, I'll delete the photo. I didn't delete it, but I'm not using it as like blackmail or something, but I zoomed in, it's like super blurry, but you can see him just like with his like pinky like lamps. It's pretty funny. Um, but anyway, we all pick our nose sometimes, so. That's exactly, it just enhanced it for me. 
Now, can you guys see my garnish in there? Should I do another one? I have this little green cactus too. So two, like I had two cacti. I recently learned, not recently, but I learned that it's not cactuses, it's cacti. So when you're talking about multiple cacti, <laughs> uh, it's cacti, not cactuses. And um, also, did you know that when you're spelling like badminton racket, it's like, it's not R-A-C-K-E-T, it's R-A-C-Q-U-E-T-T-E, like raquette. I learned that the hard way by creating a public post one time years ago. And they're like, um, I was like, don't you got what I meant? Jeez. You know, it drives me nuts. And people are like, excuse me, spelling mistake right here. Like I, I try to keep things pretty straightforward and I just not straightforward, but just like spelled correctly, good grammar, reread things. But sometimes I slip up and nobody's perfect, but sometimes it's like, it's can be pretty bad. So I do appreciate anyone, anyone that's willing to kind of be like, Hey, just so you know, this is spelled totally wrong and you missed this and blah, blah, blah. I do appreciate it, but it still annoys me, but it's more me being annoyed with myself for missing it in the first place. Oh, I love it. Okay. I gotta slow down. I'm like, loving this too much. <laughs> Episode 100, I just actually officially pass out. So it has rained here in the Rocky Mountains, a little, not a ton, uh, enough to put out a lot of fires around here and the fire map is shrinking and shrinking, which is amazing. The smoke has gone. I'm not gonna lie. That one ride that I did um, in the smoke that I talked about in the last podcast, the one before, um, holy shit, I think that I... I'm still suffering from that. And I don't know if it's like residual, um, you know, smoke still kind of lingering because I've done a few like major workouts since then, but, or if it's my allergies and I believe I'm just blaming it on my allergies. I'm really hoping that I didn't damage my lungs <laughs> from biking that one day, but it wasn't until I heard, um, you know what you guys, I just realized there is a film on this earring that I need to peel off, I think. But I was listening to um, somebody talk the other day um, about a few seasons ago. They went biking during like a really kind of heavy smoke season. And he's like, he, it took him like two years to get healed and have his lungs like heal from that damage, right? From like breathing the smoke in. And I was like, God damn it. I hope that's not me, but my capacity is okay. It's just more of like hacking up shit after I bike, which never happens. And anyway, fingers crossed. I just heard a guy go, holy shit, man, that was close. Oh, you, you just got to retract your, anyway, just glad everybody's okay. Didn't hear any screaming. So, so far so good. That's the thing with construction. Actually, when, when we were building our deck, we had a couple different guys hired and we have insurance and all that fun stuff, but he freaking fell through the rungs of the deck, to, like down below onto luckily what was sand because we were laying down bricks the following week. And, um, and I was like, oh my effing God. Like, and he was kind of an older guy and it, like he landed in, in such a way that it like, he didn't actually really get hurt, but we made him go to the hospital anyway, just to get like checked out because 
last thing you want to do is have like a back injury you don't really feel until like it's too late or something so he was totally fine but he landed on like sand and I'm like if that would have been the bricks that we were gonna lay down that would have been a little bit scary anyway so yeah no more smoke I went for a rad bike ride the other day oh it felt so good and I beat my so it's the first ride on that side of the mountain that I've done for like since last season and I beat my record for one segment and I'm like how did that even happen it's funny how you just are like dallying screwed around with your bike you're kind of like stopping looking taking drinks whatever and then you beat your time from like your you be, I beat my best time from last year and I've ridden this trail a lot so I'm like how the fuck did I but I've also been training lots on the bike and I think that I am just faster on like things that I would have normally been breaking so like when you're doing lots of climbing, because what was my elevation gain? And I by no means am a professional biker at all. And I'm not trying to be like, ugh, pretending that I'm just this like mountain bitch, <laughs> um, even though I kind of am, but uh, let's see. So yeah, it was just, it's 217 meters, which is not like a, a huge, huge climb, but um, I, when I, what was I trying to say? Oh yeah. Like when I'm cruising on the flats where I would have normally been taking more of a break, like in granny gear, if you're a biker, you know what I mean? Oh my God, the sweat, you guys, the swoops. I got some sweaties. <laughs> anyway, um, I was pedaling. So like, I think that made up the difference where I normally I would be, cause I'm just kind of in peak shape right now, minus my black lung from biking the other day. <laughs> but, um, Anyway, what am I rambling about? Biking. I've been so insanely busy. I can't even explain. There's certain things that I can't discuss, but like between the planning that I'm doing, the trips that I have coming up, my sister's bachelorette party, her bridal shower, her, she's actually having two bachelorette parties. <laughs> And because I'm the maid of honor, I'm doing like most of the planning, organizing. Um, luckily, a lot of her friends are stepping into and like we're all working together, which is how it should be. But um, I need to learn to like delegate more and just sort of let other people take control of certain things because I'm like have this vision and I'm like, OK, well, maybe. And I just got to like let other people do things, too, uh, which will work out better for everyone in the long run. Um, anyway, and then um, the yard work because springtime is essential for certain things and I'm really just establishing my yard and getting things prepared for the summer tomorrow. So right now I'm filming, it's June, or sorry, it's May 31st. Tomorrow is June 1st, June, June, July, August. The three favorite months of the year, even though I love Christmas and like Halloween and stuff, these months just are what I look forward to the most. So I'm really prepping my yard, planting things, getting things prepped. Um, and oh my gosh, it's just going to be the best. I'm praying, hoping that we don't get any more smoke and that our, we're just going to be cruising through summer and it's going to be great. Okay. So I started this new thing called carb cycling. So as you know, if you've watched any previous episode, normally I'm keto, which means very, very low carb, high fat diet, um, which for a long time has worked well for me. Just when I kind of 
I'll kind of do keto when I need to shed a few pounds or if I'm feeling like I'm not getting enough activity and I'm doing at least something for myself and I feel better on keto, fewer sugars, fewer carbs. I just function better. Um, and so I just noticed the last couple times of doing keto that I just wasn't seeing any results and that I just plateaued and I tried a few different things. It wasn't working. And then I just so happened upon a video where this guy was talking about carb cycling and, um, I was a little bit annoyed initially, but then I pushed through and watched, watched the entire video. And he just kind of explained how, um, when you do keto for a long time, you wind up, your metabolism suffers because you're not producing as much, uh, leptin or what's the, what it's a hormone that, um, basically is in charge of weight loss in your body. And you plateau easily on keto if you've done it for too long. And so I was like, okay, I'm just not producing this hormone. It's like, which totally explains why I've been working my ass off, literally exercising daily, taking a couple days off every couple weeks because I'm driving somewhere or whatever. And I know that exercise every day is not necessarily the best for you, but I was cycling between core, lower body, like on the spin bike, and just, it was really helping me in many other ways too. My energy levels went up. I just feel stronger. Like it wasn't a total loss because it's not all about losing weight, but it's, it was just like disappointing that I wasn't seeing the gains and seeing the things that I was hoping to see, right? Especially after like eight, 10, 12 weeks of exercise. And I realized like I'm not 20 anymore and I know, <laughs> but I've always had great metabolism, but I feel like the signs sometimes of like not of your metabolism failing is that I could literally like eat an ice cream and notice a difference in my body the next day. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? And a lot of it's mental, of course. And that's a bit of an exaggeration. But if I go on a weekend bender and just have nachos for two nights in a row and like, of course, the carbs and it just wreaks havoc on my system. But I was watching this video and, and essentially carb cycling is you do high carb days and low carb days. Some people throw in some medium carb days, but I'm just going to be doing doing high and low. So you're tricking your body into um, like you're kind of fooling your metabolism. You're kind of throwing your body off. So it's kind of getting back into fight mode and burn mode. And you can do your own research. But yesterday was my first like carb up day where I really went out all out. And I mean, I stayed within my calorie range because you still don't want to go over in your calories because then you're just defeating the purpose of any type of weight loss or toning that you want to do. And so I, um, I was like, wow, I can really like, I can have oatmeal for breakfast. Okay. Had a banana. Like, woo. And then what did I have for lunch? I had gluten-free bread with an egg and tomato with salt and pepper and mayo. <sighs> the best. And then for dinner, I made <laughs> spaghetti with gluten-free noodles and I ate way too much. And I literally went to bed because I, I usually stop eating and drinking anything besides water after eight. It used to be seven, but I'm like, it's so late or so light for so long these days in the summer that I need a, another hour. <laughs> and then, um, so I go to bed at 11 typically. So eight, nine, 10, 11. So three hours before I go to bed, I stop eating and drinking. And so it, it had been three hours that I had like my last bite of food and I was laying in bed. 
I am not going to sleep. My my system was like, whatever that is. But basically, my system was like digesting, freaking out because I've ha I had so many carbs in my system. And so I really didn't get to bed till like one in the morning. But I had a good night's sleep. And I, I don't know if carbs has anything to do with sleep, but I feel like um, my workout this morning, I felt like a million bucks. So today is my low carb day. So I'm kind of doing keto. So I'm, I'm so experienced at keto that the thought of having like three to four carb up days a week, probably more realistically three, I think four really low carbs and three high carb, um, within the same calorie range. Like I said, you're not just like going crazy and eating ice cream and blah, blah, blah. No, you still have to be under control, but it's just kind of a bit of something different. I want to try just to kind of spike my leptin. Is that what it is? I remembered the name for whatever the hell it was. I can't remember now. <laughs> I don't have the best memory, you guys. Okay. It's just because I'm, I'm very distracted very easily. Um, and it's like, I almost psych myself out when I know that I might not remember something. I'll be like in my head already trying to remember, but psych myself out by thinking that I'm going to forget so that I do. There's lots of informative videos on YouTube everywhere. So, cause keto is pretty intense and like you intense in the sense that you, it's really easy to fall off the keto bandwagon when you, and you don't even realize that you've done it. And then you're not in ketosis, but you're eating super high fat. And the cycle is, is that you, if you screw up like two days a week, then you're, you're just going backwards, right? Because you do have to consume quite a bit of fat. So it says carb cycling is a dietary approach, which you alternate carb intake on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. Many people use it to lose fat, maintain physical performance while dieting or overcome a weight loss plateau which is pretty much where I was at. Some people adjust their carb intake from day to day, while others may do longer periods of low, moderate, and high carb intake. In short, carb cycling aims, aims to time carbohydrate intake when it provides maximum benefit and exclude carbs when they're not needed. So for example, if you're working out, like work out hard on the days that you are cycling high, like, um, when you're consuming the most carbs. But like I said, what can happen is, is if you're on keto for so long and because it's always worked for me and, it, and it's only the last few months where I'm like, like I'm going hard, like I'm going keto, like hard and nothing's happening and it's gotta be something else. And I was, I had like a freaking breakdown in Montreal actually. And I was telling my photographer, I was like, dude, like a year ago, I could be doing all of this and see insane results. I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm like, is it an age thing? Is it like, what's happened? I don't know. And I, and then he didn't really have any information for me, but he was just like, you know, first of all, don't worry about it. You're doing fine. And it's totally not like, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to go out. I don't want to be in a swimsuit. It's not like that. It's just, you know, when you've been at your peak and you know, like you, you know how you feel when you look your best. That's what I'm going for. Like, I know that I can be in better shape. I know that I can. And it was kind of an experiment when I was, when I decided to start working out as hard as I was. And I had a trip initially that I, I was going to Galveston, Texas. And um, I completely quit drinking for, I don't know, four weeks altogether. 
started working out, started intermittent fasting. So working out daily, intermittent fasting. I cut out aspartame and diet drinks because I was not feeling great from those. Went to like natural deodorant. Like I just was like, I'm changing my life. And then um, didn't really see any results. Went to Galveston for a week, ate all the things, had the stuff, went back, felt kind of crappy because I kind of dropped my diet. Got back on the bandwagon. And to be honest, it was funny. So when I quit drinking, I really expected to notice a difference, especially after like a month. And I, to be honest, I was like, what? My eyes were more puffy in certain mornings than they'd ever been. And I was like, okay. So I kind of expected a bit of like, because with allergies, especially in springtime, I'm already puffy as it is. But then if I have like a binge night of like hanging out and partying with my friends the next morning, I'm always puffy, like way worse. But so I quit drinking and then I started noticing like that I didn't feel any different. I didn't feel any better. I didn't feel any more energetic. I just was a little bit more annoyed around people that were drinking. <laughs> so it's like being the sober one of the party. That's what was going on. And I was like, I don't really like my friends as much as I do when I'm also enjoying a cocktail with them. Um, but it's funny because like I said, I, I'm not like a really heavy drinker, but I just expected to notice a difference like wake up and just be like ready for the day and just I don't know the hills are alive with the sound of sobriety nothing I didn't notice anything um and I'm pretty in tune with my body but I mean you know how things go like when you're looking at yourself every day in the mirror you're not going to notice anything too drastic um I did notice that my sleep was a bit better though, I will say, but that's why quitting any eating or drinking after eight o'clock also has kind of done the same thing for me. I just can't have that kind of shit in my system when I'm going to bed. And I used to really enjoy like a charcuterie with some wine on a good TV show or whatever. And because you're on keto too, you can kind of have like the more fats and cheeses and charcuterie was my favorite. I got really good at making like an awesome board. So that I kind of, like I've given up totally. Um, but like I said, for me, I just didn't notice enough of a difference to completely quit drinking because I was like, I kind of was almost feeling worse <laughs> um, after a couple of weeks. And I'm like, what is this puffiness? And I thought it would go away. But I guess it just goes to show that it wasn't the alcohol triggering it. It was just something else, maybe something in my diet. I don't know. Oh my goodness, almost out of this one. So yes, planning my sister's bachelorette. So first is the um, bridal shower. So that's gonna be a little bit of planning on its own, um, but the bachelorette party. So there's gonna be one short, like small mini bachelorette before we go to Vegas. And then we're gonna be in Vegas um, for the remainder. There's only gonna be, I think seven of us all together, which is perfect. I'm not saying there's only going to be. That is amazing that there were not 15 or 16 people because the coordination that it takes for that many girls, it just is wild. So the fact that there's, like I said, it's going to be a smaller party. We can do more things together as a group rather than separating into different groups. And so it's amazing. I'm so excited. And I just cannot 
wrap my mind around the amount of options there are for us when we're over in Vegas. And I, the problem for me is that I like to explore every option. I, I don't want to leave any stone unturned because I just know like this is a trip of a lifetime and I want to make it good. And I don't want to go to Vegas and come home and find out that Celine Dion was selling hot dogs on the street somewhere and we missed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I want to make sure that we're, oh my God. And also, okay, let me just preface this. Ghost Adventures is one of my favorite shows of all time. You guys might think I'm crazy. Um, only because I've had like a bit of a connection to the paranormal since I was a kid. And Zach Bagans and the way that he's done it with his crew, love the guy, super genuine, whether you believe it or not, even though he is a bit of a juice monkey in the beginning, the first 13 seasons until he got humbled because a demon took his vision. Anyway, he, <laughs> I love that show from this, the moment I started watching it. Um, and so today, May 31st is the premiere of season 26 of Ghost Adventures, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Don't know what that is my time yet, but I don't care. <sighs> Tonight, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a party with myself. <laughs> that sounds weird, but um, I'm watching Ghost Adventures. Vegas is the home of Zach Bagans. That's where he's from. He recently purchased an old mansion and has turned it into Zach Bagan's Haunted Mansion. Wait, what is it called? Haunted Museum, not Haunted Mansion, but it is a mansion. Anyway, he has a haunted museum in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, so obviously all the girls are not really into what I'm into. I know my sister is, and but I have to be mindful and realize that like they're gonna maybe find it a bit boring or creepy or whatever to go check this place out um but i'm planning some downtime and i had some really good advice from my nail tech and she was like she's been she was talking about all the bachelor parties she's been on and um, i've only ever been to one <laughs> she's been on like seven or eight and she's like, it's really important to plan for downtime, to have no plans. So like have certain slots of time where girls can take a nap. They can go check out something they want to see. They can, you know, no pressure kind of like between your last activity and dinner time. And then so that was I was like, I really appreciate that because I'm I'm kind of in at the point where I'm like, there's so many things to do in Vegas. I'm like, let's do this and then we can go here and we have enough time to drive to that side of the city to do, you know. That's not necessarily the right move because, you know, everybody does enjoy their own time. And if somebody just is hung over as shit or they're not feeling great, which is both the same thing, um, or, or they, like I said, they want to check. So maybe it's me just being selfish. Cause I'm like, if they don't want to do this, I definitely have to go. Even if I just go look at it from the outside and maybe, maybe the universe will gift me an encounter with Zach Bagans. That would be wild. The only other celebrity I've ever seen, besides Kevin McDonald in the airport in Montreal, and Teresa Caputo. I actually had a reading from Teresa Caputo. A one-on-one -on -one reading in front of 18,000 people. <laughs> and it was crazy. But anyway, moving on. So been busy with that, all that party planning, everything else. 
Um, oh my gosh. Today, my umbrella finally arrived. So, you know, I've got a little outdoor pool. It's like nine by 18. Still in immaculate condition. I keep good care of it, keep it nice and clean. And this time I, the, where I put it on my lawn, I like, I've never put it on my lawn before. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to kill my grass. I paid so much money for the sod. We have perfect lawn. And the thought of putting a pool on the lawn was always like, no, I'm that's like how many square feet of money that I paid that I got to kill. And then the guy's like, no, you're not going to kill the grass. Like it's, it will grow back. It's just like for the season and you take it down in the fall anyway, and it'll have time to kind of do its thing before winter time. Like, okay, well, all right. So, because there's this one spot on my lawn that's really flat and also is away from any trees because I have massive trees around my house and the debris is insane. Like one wind picks up and I've got pine cones and branches and insects and like just from the, just from a small breeze. So the, where it's at now, it's way better. Um, but now that it's on the lawn, I'm like, wow. I can have like loungers and I can make like a little oasis. So I did that. I ordered two loungers, um, like lounge chairs with cushions. So you can like have it kind of up if you want to sit up down and they're nice, like dark gray so that they're going to be nice and warm <laughs> because even though it's summertime coming up here, it's can still be a little bit cooler towards the evening. And then a nice little table with an umbrella through the middle um, the umbrella just arrived today, so I can like complete my oasis and I'm going to do that. It's going to be great. And oh, yes. And of course, as you have heard, my garage is underway and it's getting done quick now at this point. So exterior stuff happening right now, timber frame going up. And then we're going to start with the loft, which is my studio space. And I'm fantasizing constantly about like how I'm going to decorate it, how I'm going to have it. It's the first time really that I'm like officially ha having a space for what I do. So it's always been like in my bedroom. The first, when I first started my channel, that was in my bedroom. And then now it's a spare bedroom in my house. Right. But this is going to be designed completely for me, but in a way that it will still be usable in the future. It's not going to be ridiculous like as a rental or something, but there's going to be a little kitchenette, a bathroom, tons of closet space, <laughs> two filming areas. So we don't have to like move my whole studio around all the time. Um, and also those guys, they're crazy, but they're like, as soon as I start hearing yelling, I panic. Cause I'm like, no, somebody, cause they're working on the roof. So I keep thinking that has something to do with somebody falling off the roof. So then having a separate space for my home as well will make it a bit easier to have guests because it's not like they have to come through my house, up into my loft, through my whatever. And, you know, so and it'll be quieter. It's just going to be great in so many different ways. And I'm excited. So that's happening. I initially was like, wow, by episode 100, I'm going to have my new studio. And I'm gonna... maybe by episode 150, <laughs> let's say 125. Um, but oh my goodness, I'm excited. So the new season of Ghost Adventures, and I can't remember what the preview was exactly, but I am ecstatic. The problem is, is that I don't want to have to wait for 
an episode every week. I want the entire season <laughs> to binge watch. Actually, it's not true. I do look forward to um, a new episode here and there. And Ghost Adventures is one of them. And I just, like I said, I'm very excited. Maybe some of you are excited too. Maybe watch it with me tonight. So by the time you see this, it'll be the second or third. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was thinking this the other day. So I don't use TikTok. I usually scroll through like the <clears throat> for you page on Instagram. And I typically am on it like before bed. So I'll be laying in bed and on it and maybe the odd time during the day if I've got some extra time for this or that, which hasn't really been happening lately. But um, I get inspired all the time by watching people cooking, creating things, making jewelry, ceramics. So it's kind of dangerous for me because I'm pretty resourceful. Like I'll figure out a way to make things happen. And it's happened before where I started a project and then it became my career. And that's how YouTube started. I started a project and then it became a career. And so I've always wanted to try to make pottery and not that there is like a career in pottery for me, but I just know the amount of like distraction that can come from my creative self, like pouring out. It like winds up just like blocking everything else out because all I can think about is this one mug that I want to paint this color with this and see how it's going to turn out. And I don't really know what that is per se. I know not everybody's like that, but I, I can kind of like hyper focus on things. And when I'm being creative and like making things, it's like addicting as hell. And that's why I'm kind of afraid there, there are actually pottery, pottery classes going on in my town right now that I was so tempted to do, but I just know, even though it will feed my soul, I just know I can't afford that kind of distraction. And the problem is, is that I can afford it. <laughs> I can buy a kiln and I can de designate an area of my garage for this. And I can start to, what for? I'd, it would be for Christmas gifts or something or whatever. But I just know that once I start, I it's going to be difficult for me to stop. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until I have the, t like the actual time. Cause that's the thing is like, I'll put off other things that really need doing to do this. <laughs> Trust me. Like, that's just how it works. I'm like, I can't afford to lose any more time. Um, because I really have none to begin with. So, uh, but it's difficult cause I'm like my entire feed besides men with their shirt off. No, I'm just joking. That it, actually you could not find that on my feed at all. Um, just women <laughs> with their shirt off, just joking. Um, <clears throat> but it's all people painting with like super thick paints and they're, they're like dolloping it on a canvas and it's like three dimensional. I'm like, whoa, like, what is that about? Then I go down a rabbit hole trying to figure out what it, what it takes to do that. I'm like, why? I'm not even gonna, I don't have time for this shit. And then I get into like embroidery videos where people are, you know, embroidering really beautiful scenes on like a canvas. And I'm like, wow, I've done that before, which that turned into a thing too. Um, and then the whole ceramics things like, um, you know, creating pottery and oh, it's so endless. And I have so many ideas. Oh my God. Another one is stained glass. 
I bought a stained glass um, snowflake from a farmer's market like a few years back. Love it. But I would love to create really retro kind of desert Palm Springs type scenes with stained glass. I don't know how to do stained glass. And I tried to like find a hack where, cause my mom used to make what looked like stained glass with just like um, glass paint. And she would create a, a fake, um, what are they called? Like the, <laughs> the metal part, like lead, lead it stained glass, but like the lead, she would do it. Anyway, she's always been incredible at create like making things. Um, so I, I'm like, I know I can do it and figure out how to do it. I get that from my mom. I'm resourceful and creative. And those two things, you can do freaking anything. <laughs> look, look at me now. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was doing when I started my channel or when I start pretty much anything. I don't know what I'm doing, but I fake it till I make it. And I mean, I was, I was not a fake artist. I was a professional artist. I was making some decent money, but which is not common for artists. So there is something to be said there, but, oh, but it also makes my future a bit, a bit exciting because I feel like when you have things you want to try or th things you want to do, it's like, oh, I'll try that one day in the future. But it's like, you have this Rolodex of stuff to look forward to that one day you will try this, or one day you're going to eventually create a thick paint canvas and um, it's important to have hobbies and anyway, just thought I, <laughs> what am I talking about? I don't really know. Just blabbing. Mm. What is your favorite seasonal summer fruit in your area? Mine, number one, grown in the Okanagan not too far from where I live, peaches. I kid you not, I have a memory and I wasn't even a little kid. I was like a teenager. I went to some market in Kelowna and it was all, it was weird. From what I remember, it was surrounded by a tall fence. And from the outside, you can see all the tents poking out of the top. So imagine like two acres with a wooden fence around the entire thing, kind of in like a drier area. I see all the colorful tents poking up and I'm, I'm, when I say I'm a teenager, I'm like 14. And I walk into the entrance and it's just like a sea of tents and it's fruits and canned goods and just the craziest farmer's market I've ever seen. And then I, it makes sense to me now why there was a fence around it because <laughs> A farmer's market can very easily become a disaster area when winds pick up. <laughs> you need the tents to not only shade yourself and keep yourself cool, but to shade your product, especially when you're selling fruits, vegetables. But I think previous years they had it in other locations and then a rogue wind will pick up and then everybody's tents spewed around and people are impaled with tent posts and like shit can go south really quick. So anyway, my, the point of my story is I walk into this farmer's market and I see what looks like little pumpkins, <laughs> bright orange, but I didn't know what they were. I knew they weren't oranges or grapefruit. I get closer and they are peaches the size of coconuts. That's like the closest size I can kind of 
And coconuts range kind of like mildly. So the size of a coconut is a peach. And it's not like when I was 14, I was a lot smaller. Because like when you're a kid, you have memories of things being a lot bigger because you're so much smaller. I'm holding this peach. I can feel it's warm. Okay. Maybe that has a lot to do with what perspired. Anyway, um, from what happened. But I had this peach and I think it was $2 for this peach. And... Anyway, they were, they were hesitant to buy this from me because it was $2. They're like, I'm not paying $2 for a peach. Like, that's crazy. But I'm like, this is a $10 peach. <laughs> Don't tell me. So anyway, so I'm thinking, you know, like when you have a larger fruit, so the same thing when you catch a fish, you catch a big fish, the smaller ones taste better. The bigger ones aren't necessarily better. Same with strawberries or, so I'm thinking that this peach is going to be like, tastes kind of like water or something. I bite into this peach. Literally, it almost like slaps me in my face, sprays everywhere. This thing was the juiciest peach I think that may have ever existed. It was warm from the sun. It was just a hot day. The flavor that came out of that, it was, it set the, it set the bar for any fruit that I had had in the future. The best fruit I'd ever had was that peach that day. I love pineapple. I love kiwis. I love all these. I've been to many beautiful tropical places. That peach that day changed my life. And for the worse, because now <laughs> every time I eat a peach, that's not that good. <clears throat> I think it's, I just remember that one peach and how it got that big and how it tasted that good and what kind of magic went into that peach I don't know but and if the thing is you're also getting these peaches from these farmers that are just picking peaches from their farm and it, they had a great year it rained a lot that in the spring and then it made for this peach and then certain honeybees that pollinated were different that year and that that them actually I don't know what I'm talking about but incredible so what I'm wondering is so that's mine my favorite seasonal fruit is a peach one that's this big and warm and juicy what is your favorite seasonal fruit? Oh my God, thank God they're going home. <sighs> thank God. No more noise. <laughs> no more stress of people falling off roofs. Um, <clears throat> wherever you're from, when summer comes around, what do you look forward to the most? And maybe you have, maybe it's a tie between two different things. Leave in the comments down below what your answer is. Well, my camera overheated and it's gonna take another hour to cool down. So I'm gonna finish this here for you listeners. You're not missing out on much. Um, sorry for you uh, watching the video. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 100. I'm gonna to have to maybe put up the balloons and stuff for episode 101 or 102. Um, and I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like this video and subscribe to my channel in case you haven't already. And keep in mind, if you're watching this on my Cat Wonders channel, there is a Kitty Liquor podcast channel where just my podcast will pop up um, for those of you not interested in everything else that I'm doing. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you all in my next video. Bye.